Welcome back to Roy on Rescue. It's been a while since I've been back. I've actually been off on spring break last week and um, really busy this week, but never too busy to answer students' questions. We just got one in about seizures, and um, that's a very, very good thing to ask. Seizures can be very scary. Uh, we do have an excellent training video on seizures at profirstaid.com. Make sure you go into the training library or video review and at no charge, you can definitely go in there and watch it as often as you want on what are some of the signs and symptoms, and then how do you treat it. But today on Roy and Rescue, I want to talk specifically about uh, the deeper parts of it, which we could not necessarily cover um, in the training video uh, due to time uh, limits. First of all, let's talk a little bit about what seizures are. Seizures are not necessarily epilepsy, and that's an important thing to remember. A seizure is virtually just a, a, a disruption in the neurological behavior of a person's brain that causes a tonic or a tonic-clonic activity, which means, just like it sounds, tonic or tone, a, con, a, a contracting and then a releasing, a convulsion type of behavior. There's so many reasons a person can have seizures. It can be from a number of them, and I'll try to list some of those um, and, and also list a link where you can see those, but it's too long to list. There are so many things that can cause a seizure. Some don't mean anything. They don't mean that the person's going to have problems the rest of their life. It doesn't mean they have epilepsy. It doesn't mean they have a tumor. It doesn't mean they're having a heart attack. It doesn't mean they have low blood sugar or hypothermia or any of the other reasons why people have seizures. It could just be that they just had a seizure and nothing more than that. On the same hand, it could also mean something extremely serious. So whenever a person has a seizure the very first time and, and it's never happened before, we need to then bring them to the hospital for evaluation. And if they've had a seizure uh, and they had an injury, I think it's always a good idea to call Emergency Medical Services 911. One of the reasons is because they may have been injured and it's better to have an ambulance transport them. Number two, what if they have another one? So you don't want to have them have another seizure or have it be a life-threatening complication in the back of your car on the way to the hospital. I've always joked around, but ambulances have make-it-better lights. We can usually move traffic out of the way, and we're a direct in to an emergency room. If you go to the emergency room, you've got to explain it to the security guard, and then you've also got to try to, to quickly get them in, get a room, uh, so on and so forth. I just think as a general rule, it's always better to call the ambulance. We have medications that can stop seizures in so many cases. We can breathe for the patient. If they go into cardiac arrest, we can work them at an advanced life support level. So it's just always better to call 911 when in doubt So um, or activate emergency medical services. Now, so if it's the first time you call emergency medical services, what do you do while they're seizing? <clears throat> There's a lot of old treatments that are no longer indicated putting a wallet in their mouth, putting a stick in their mouth, a brush. The old adage was that we were afraid that they were going to swallow their tongue. The fact of the matter is no one can swallow their tongue. It's attached to the bottom of your jaw and uh, it's, it's just not going to happen. Now, can they bite their tongue? Absolutely. Uh, if they do and they're clamping down during a seizure, do not try to open their mouth. We used to even have this thing called a scissors twist where you tried to open the jaw with a certain procedure, that's no longer indicated either. The whole goal is to let them have their seizure and then in the recovery, or what we call technically the postictal phase, we are going to comfort the, this patient, 
We're going to watch their airway. If they have saliva or vomit or anything that could make them choke once they start breathing again, we want to make sure to try to quickly wipe that clear. Maybe get them rolled over onto their side if they don't have a neck or back injury to what we call the rescue position or a fetal position. Allowing gravity to help pull the fluids out of their mouth and onto the floor, onto the ground. Now, once this person, uh, which will probably, if it's a grand mal seizure or a serious seizure, they're going to be very out of it. They're not going to really know exactly what happened. They might be a bit combative, confused. It's just better to not scare them. Don't try to make them answer questions. Don't try to make them do anything. Just put them in a position of comfort. Try to comfort them. Take care of any injuries or wounds they may have, have received during the seizure. Uh, and then, uh, you know, watch for any airway, breathing, or circulation complications, which we'll have to do. We'll have to provide for. Um, what you can do while they're seizing as well, though, is try to protect their head. Sometimes you can do that just simply by cupping your hands underneath their head while they're seizing so they don't bang the back of their head into the ground or onto the floor. Moving all sharp objects out of the environment so that they're not going to bang into anything that could cut them or puncture them. And then once again, uh, wait till the seizure's over and then roll them into a position of comfort if they don't have a neck in or back injury. Um, if the person completely recovers, that's great. But if they don't, emergency medical services is on the way anyway, you'll just simply repeat the treatment. Protect them as they go into a second seizure or a third seizure. And then if they have airway, breathing, or circulation problems, treat what you, you find. If they have a bleeding issue because they cut themselves, treat the bleeding. Uh, if they seem to be in shock or showing shock symptoms, treat for shock. But in the big picture, that's about all we're going to do for seizure activity. Uh, we're not going to, obviously, as a lay rescuer, we're not going to try to intervene with any kind of medications or anything like that. And the only time you would is if you were specially certified, licensed, or trained in a professional, uh, in a professional situation like in a long-term health care facility or an adult foster care or specialized adult foster care. You would follow your local uh, corporate policy if you're supposed to give any types of medication or any out-of-the-ordinary treatments. But other than that, keep it basic, protect them while they seize, and then comfort them when they're in the recovery phase of their seizure and activate emergency medical services so that we can find out why they had a seizure if possible. And if this is the beginning of epilepsy, the sad story is we may never know why they're having seizures. There's a, that's basically what epilepsy is. It's having these seizure activities, but no real good answer as to why. Uh, so keep that in mind. And I hope this was helpful. Keep the questions coming. Thanks again for listening to Roy on Rescue, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.